Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time. Time to eat. I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions. That's right. Let's learn about God and spend some time in His Word. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus. Hello, kids, and welcome back to Donuts and Devos, where we get connected to Jesus through God's Word. I'm Mary Faith, and with me are my regular young guests and Pastor Glaze. Hi, Hi there. there. And we are here to spend some time in God's Word. And you know what? What? We have made it all the way through our journey through Genesis. This is our final Bible reading from Genesis in our last episode of season three. Aww. Oh man. <laughs> but don't you worry. After a short break through this time of Lent, we will return with brand new devotions starting in Exodus, the next book of the Bible. Yippee! <laughs> so last week we learned about how Joseph took care of his family and brought his father Israel and the rest of all his family to Egypt. Do you remember from last week the name of the place Joseph moved his father Israel and his whole family? Goshen. That's right, the land of Goshen in Egypt. It was a very good place to live, and God promised Jacob. You mean Israel? It's the same guy. Come on. <laughs> But I'm glad you remembered. Yes, Jacob, Israel. God promised Israel that the promised land is still the land where the offspring of Abraham will live. Awesome. Can we pray now and get started? Absolutely. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory. This time in Egypt is only temporary. Joseph was the second person in charge in Egypt. He oversaw the saving of food during the seven years of plenty, and the distribution of food to the Egyptians during the seven years of famine. And he forgave his brothers, gave them food, and provided a place for them to live. Today, in the last chapter of Genesis, we're going to hear how God blessed others through Joseph and through Jacob, and we'll see that according to God's good purpose. He gives his people peace and security in Egypt. Our Bible reading this week comes from selected verses from Genesis 48 through 50. They are longer readings, so Pastor Glaze and I are going to kind of split up and take some turns reading these verses. Can you start us off, Pastor Glaze? <coughs> <coughs> A little bit better than that. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's hear the first part from Genesis 48. After this, Joseph was told, "Behold, your father is ill." 
So he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And it was told to Jacob, Your son Joseph has come to you. Then Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. And Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will make of you a company of peoples and will give this land to your offspring after you for an everlasting possession. And now your two sons, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine, as Reuben and Simeon are. And the children that you fathered after them shall be yours. They shall be called by the name of their brothers in their inheritance. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are my sons, whom God has given me here. And he said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so that he could not see. So Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face, and behold, God has let me see your offspring also. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys. And in them let my name be carried on and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him, and he took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not this way, my father, since this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his offspring shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will pronounce blessings, saying, God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you again to the land of your fathers. The younger was blessed more than the older? Sounds like what happened with Jacob and Esau, doesn't it? Yeah, because wasn't the oldest supposed to get the blessing? Usually, yes. But Israel knew what he was doing this time, and just as he received his father Isaac's blessing, he gives his blessing to Ephraim, the younger of the two sons. What is really kind of neat in this reading is how Israel welcomes Joseph's two oldest sons, who were born in Egypt and from an Egyptian mother, into his family. What does he say in verse 5? And now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine as Reuben and Simeon are. And then in the following verse, he states that all the other children that Joseph would father would be Joseph's. And that's kind of interesting. What does this mean? Well, Israel is basically adopting Ephraim and Manasseh as his children, making them children of Israel and part of the promise of being part of the people through whom God would bless the world. In the same way, we are adopted as sons and daughters of God through faith. Okay. Well, let's continue the last part of our reading. 
we will sum up a mix of verses from chapter 49. Jacob blessed his other sons in order of their birth, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi. To Judah, he said, starting at verse 8, Judah, your brother shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, not the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him. And to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Then he also blessed Zebulun, Issachar, Dan, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Joseph, and finally, Benjamin. In verse 28, he says, verse 28 says, All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with the blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded his sons to not bury him in Egypt, but to bury him with his fathers in the same place where they buried Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebekah and also Leah. Then in verse 33, when Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Wow, you're reading a lot from the Bible today. <laughs> I know, but there's a lot to cover in these last chapters of Genesis. We see the importance of the blessings. Each of the 12 tribes of Israel receive a blessing, and we see Israel give a very special blessing to Judah. The scepter shall not depart, and the ruler's staff, and the hand on the neck of the enemies. That kind of sounds like a promise. A, a promise that somebody very important will come from Judah's offspring. A powerful king? You got it! And who is the most powerful of kings and the most powerful of rulers? Jesus! Yes, it is. After blessing Joseph's sons and his own sons, Jacob told his sons to bury him with his family in their homeland. The sons promised to do so, and then Jacob died. But do you think God's promises died with him? No! God's promises always remain. They sure do. And we see that in the final chapter, chapter 50, where, in summing up a bit again, Joseph and the people wept for Jacob for 70 days when he died. After that, Joseph asked Pharaoh if he could go to the land and bury his father at the family cemetery. Pharaoh said yes, and lots of Egyptians went with him. It was like a royal parade. What does verse 12 say? Thus his sons did for him as he commanded them, for his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave, the field at Machpelah to the east of Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as the burying place. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt with his, bro with his brothers and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. Fantastic job with those names. They were pretty hard. They were. He must be learning from you, Mary Faith. <laughs> but then, after all this, Joseph's brothers got worried. They were worried that, with Jacob no longer alive, Joseph might be really, really mad at them for what they did to him so many years ago. They sent messengers to Joseph to beg for his forgiveness. But I thought Joseph already forgave them. Great memory. He did. But sometimes, when we've done something that is really bad, we don't forget it and how it made us feel when our guilt was found out. Joseph's brothers must have still felt really bad and guilty for what they did. They were worried Joseph might finally pay them back. That doesn't sound like something 
Joseph would do. You're exactly right. Hear what Joseph did say and do. From verse 19, Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus Joseph comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Then Genesis ends with the death of Joseph. He was 110 years old when he died, and right before he died, he spoke a promise from God to his brothers. Do you want to hear it? Yes! He said in verse 24, I'm about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Is he telling the future? He is, just like he did when he had his dreams and when he interpreted the dreams of the cupbearer, the baker, and the dreams of Pharaoh. God promised the people of Israel will not live in Egypt forever, but will be brought back to the promised land. What happened to them until that time? Well, we are going to find out in season four when we start in the book of Exodus. You have to wait. You gotta wait. But for now, at the end of Genesis, it's peace in Egypt and peace among God's people, Israel. You see, God really does work out everything for good, doesn't He? Yes! Let's pray. Dear God, Dear God, You kept Jacob and Joseph. You kept Jacob and Joseph. And their families. And their families. Safe through the famine. Safe through the famine. You brought them to Egypt. You brought them to Egypt. To save many people. To save many people. Give us peace. Give us peace. As you gave them peace. As you gave them peace. And bless them always. And bless them always. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. chatted so much about our Bible readings that I almost forgot about our faith word of the day. What is it? Well, it's kind of reflective of how things were at the end of Genesis. Everyone was at peace with each other. Peace is our faith word. The Hebrews were living peacefully in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh was happy to have Joseph and his family close by, and Joseph and his brothers were at peace with one another. God worked through the sin of man to bring about peace. God also gives us his children peace. And do you know how? Jesus! Through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, his death and resurrection, he took the burden and guilt of our sin. And we can have peace knowing we are God's very own adopted children through faith. just love, love, love our memory verse today because it totally wraps up our journey through Genesis. 
These are some of Joseph's words to his brothers from Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Can you read them for us? You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Amazing. Let's learn this verse with Miss Baker. All right, repeat after me. You ready? You meant evil against me. Your turn. You meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. But God meant it for good. My turn. You meant evil against me. You meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. But God meant it for good. Let's put it together. You ready? All together. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Genesis 50, 20. Your turn. Genesis 50, 20. God can make good come out of our sin, and He forgives our sin when we come before Him and repent. And just like that, we have taken our journey through Genesis and are finished with season three of Donuts and Devos. It's been so much fun diving into God's word with each and every one of you. Now we will take a small break here for the rest of Lent. Pastor Glaze does get a little bit busy this time of year. But hey, this will give you some time to catch up on some of our other episodes that you might have missed. If you're a newer listener, you can check out our beginning devotions of Donuts and Devos starting from Genesis here on the podcast. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. We have a private Facebook group called Donuts and Devos, a podcast for kids, where I'll be active during our break, posting all sorts of scripture-based resources. We are also on Instagram, where we'd love to feature your child's artwork. Send me a picture of those beautifully colored coloring pages designed by our talented artist, Jamie Truy over at Pure Joy Creative, and we will feature those coloring pages on our social media. You really should visit Jamie Truy's website at purejoycreative.com for some amazing scripture-based cards, stickers, printable arts, custom artwork, and more. She is truly a blessing for us here on Donuts and Devos. I look forward to catching you in our new season starting on Wednesday, April 7th. And in the meantime, please check out our website where we will be posting some more faith-related articles for parents on the blog portion of our website. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. I look forward to having you join me 
in season four. Bye kids, see you next time. <laughs>